0: back to the Boundary Corner Podcast with my partner, Brian Siegla. I am Curtis Wilson. Brian, how are you feeling in the Smoky Mountains tonight?
1: Sir, we just got ourselves a big old W. I'm feeling great, man. How about you?
0: Buddy, feeling awesome. Not only a big old W, a big old W that we did not have to kind of worry about in the last 30, 40 minutes of the game. 40. 40- 14. I guess you would call that a four score win. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'll take it. Four score win. Hokies play a good all around games. Not without, you know, a few errors here and there. And we're going to hit on a little bit of everything today. Um, But again, it feels great to get that win. It was awesome tonight, Brian. I know you're sitting there at that cabin. It was awesome here in the band. It was yes. awesome hearing the band, whether it was, you know, you know, whether the the drumline or the H O K I E S, Hokies. Hokies. It, it definitely brought
1: a different feel and kind of more of a typical feel that we're accustomed to when we see a game in Blacksburg. So, really nice to see that. I really like that we showed up, especially the way we played in the second half. Man, um, you know, good game all around. I think from you know, the three phases. I'm just glad to see that you know we didn't have a hangover from kind of a tough, tough loss last week
0: with UNC. No, not at all. Not a hangover at all, unlike UNC, who had the really bad hangover today with the loss, um, which probably will make some people mad. But on the other hand, as you stated, what we got on here, it's cool. Yeah.
1: We're, we're, as, we're as much as I like a loss to look like a good loss I want to be level or higher than a no. team that we're competing against for to go to the ACC championship game so
0: 100%. The more UNC
1: loses the better our chances of getting there man
0: hell yeah and then we can look and say well we only played our true number one quarterback for a half and we had all of our secondary out in some way <laughs>
1: exactly I you know I don't know if that's gonna you know come into play at any point but if it does, we can make a better case there. So.
0: Damn right. But, again, let's get back to our game. Hokies win 40-14. Um, and let's just start out beginning real quick before it dropped. 7 o'clock, we found out we were going to be without some players, some key players. Um, Luke Tenuta out again. Um, I think we pretty much confirmed he was a COVID at the end of last week. Yeah, so late
1: last week, so just before UNC.
0: Um, again, we're deep on the offensive line, but – Luke should be out come next week, which is awesome. Jermaine Waller out. Um, you you kind of wonder, first time playing in a while, coming off that foot, if it's just nicks and stuff, then let's just, hey, keep him out. We can we can control this, get him back to 100%. We saw a tweet earlier in the week from Jalen Holston talking about, I just want to play, and he was out today. And me and you just said, Brian, a couple seconds ago, as we were getting ready to come on, I wonder if something's happened with and, and it sucks. Yeah, I mean,
1: hopefully it's nothing serious, maybe just a tweak or something like that. But, you know, for a guy that's really kind of fought to keep getting back on the field every year, and it's always been just, you know, kind of one thing after another for him, I feel bad for the kid. And yeah, like I said, hopefully it's just something small, and we'll see him get some, some key totes for us as the season goes along.
0: Absolutely. And then the last kind of the big was J.R. Walker, which, you know, takes away from safety depth. Um, Looks like we might have did a few things a little different with the position he plays tonight. We'll get into that a little bit later. But let's start, Brian, with the Hokies offense, led by the captain. Captain
1: Hook, man. Hendon Hooker, man. Hendon Hooker. uh, You know, he was was one of the guys we said had to have a big night, and what did he do, buddy?
0: He did. And he did. Very efficient passing the ball, 11 for 15, 111 yards, one touchdown. No one player with more than 29 yards, but we really didn't need that much because it seemed like early on we took some downfield shots. We had some intermediate passes. It looked like we were going to be setting up the screen game. So all the areas were there for him. And, yeah. Brian, what did you see? Because that's what I was seeing early, and then as the game wore on, well, we didn't need to really pass because they worried about it.
1: We didn't need to. We didn't need to throw the ball a lot because we were effective when we did, and we were killing them in the trenches. And and th- and that that's a good recipe, man. Um, when Hooker was dropping back, he was connecting with his targets. He was affecting them at different levels. He you know he had one where he drove the ball down the field a little bit. He had a lot of intermediates and he had two or three um, screens, a couple swing passes. So. He was working every area of the field, and that's what you like to see from him. We don't need him to go out and throw 25, 30 times a game. Uh We just need him to be efficient with the passes, and it needs to be able to hit all those levels of the defense. And He did a really good job at that all-night, man. Yeah. Um, He does so good making, you know, fast decisions. Um, You know, you see his mind work real quick. You know, he he gets the ball out to where it needs to go if it's not there. He's not taking negative plays. We saw a couple times – trying to set up a screen or a throwback, and it wasn't there. He just threw it in the dirt, made a smart play. Um, So he wasn't taking any unnecessary risk with the football either. So played a clean game, um, was
0: efficient, and was able to make all the throws all over the field. Absolutely. Now, Brian, in this game, I know there was a play that made you super excited in the passing game Um, of all the time you talk about (laughs) him. that you put back to me screen and that's all you texted and you love the screen that screen to juice that goes for 29 yards that goes for a touchdown what did you see not only i'm sure you had some flashbacks as soon as you saw that play but what did you see on that play that made it so beautiful and such an easy score because it was an easy score
1: Dude, it was a thing of beauty. So so let's let's break it down at, at multiple levels. Number one, Juice, great vision, great running, great just waiting for the blocks to set up and then following what uh, what was going on there. But let's talk about the offensive line and what they did here. You had a nice kind of seal of the trash by um, Lester Smith, which is important to make sure that your running back, once he catches the ball, has some room to operate. But the guys out there leading for him, Darisaw, Brock Hoffman. Brock's <laughs> out there mauling a guy in the middle of the field, and then the thing that really broke it, what, what, what turned a big gain into a touchdown, was what uh, Darisaw was doing out there on the outside, um, blocking his safety, engaged with him three different times, and just pushed him from the 25-yard line to where he was at the three-yard line by the time Juice got in the end zone. Just a thing of beauty. I love it.
0: Thing of beauty. <laughs> and the way we were running the ball, also the way we were passing it to all areas of the field, that's when you can do those things. And it's yep. Hendon's legs, too. Because you do that throwback screen, something like, or have one of those screens, and the defense just goes to it, and you void the middle of the field. Well, Hendon showed, as we'll talk about a little bit later, you void that area of the field, Hendon's can go, and which is awesome. Now, Something that you got a little more excited about, although I don't think we completed any passes on it, and if we did, I apologize. Let me look real quick at my notes here. Um, um Raheem Blackshear, you saw them trying to start working him in the screen game, which I know that is something you want. Dr. Yeah, or.
1: man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the, the only one that he actually had to catch on was that uh, after that uh, – that penalty that backed us up with like third and 20 or something like that late in the game, got a screen to him, did a good job of kind of waiting on his blocks, made a couple guys miss, got a nine yard gain out of it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot there. Um, they were kind of waiting for that type of play, but it, 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 it's good to see him do that. And we need to do that a lot more, whether it's through the screen or just getting him the ball in space outside of the um, the box there. I think if we can do that, we'll have some, uh, success and see his game really take off.
0: Absolutely. And, and as I said just a few minutes ago, not a lot of action with the wide receivers and tight ends tonight. Khalil screen, 29 yards, led along with Tavion Robinson's 29 yards. But Tavion, one of his plays early was, was essentially a post-wheel combo with Mitchell and where it was a perfect play. And like you talk about Hendon reading quick, he read that quick that that safety stayed back. He read this guy went with Mitchell, and he just fired it in there, and it was a 20-yard gain that moved us into scoring territory pretty quick. And so, you know, once that starts happening, I mean, Brian, you know, do, if we're doing that in the way we're running do we need it? No, that, that's kind of what I was going alluding to
1: earlier. It's that, you know, he's showing that all of those things are in his repertoire. He can hit them. He's showing he can hit them against this defense. And once they see that, they have to honor that. And we did a really good job of kind of leaning on our strengths tonight, but mixing in those those passing routes and hitting, like I said, those varying levels throughout the night where, you know, they really couldn't key in on just trying to take away Khalil Herbert.
0: <laughs> uh, Brian, they, they couldn't stop the rush no. at all. <laughs> um, so, and when I say that, folks, like they legitimately could not stop rush all night, you know, we just take a look here at Juice's numbers. I mean, it was absolutely asinine what Juice did tonight. I mean, Juice went for 223 all-purpose yards, the 29 receiving yards. He gets another 143 on the ground. He has two touchdowns – or, excuse me, one touchdown. I mean, my personal favorite, Brian, was that 58-yard run with the combo block where – And and I asked you, did I see it right? Where Leticus and Chris – and Leticus and Derisaw are taking it. Derisaw essentially helps get Leticus the perfect. He turns his guy. And then Big Dog gets upfield, mauls someone, and sees his perfect alley. So that was the big one. But it's a lot of other stuff tonight that looked absolutely
1: great for Herbert. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, let's, let's start with Herbert, man. I mean, what can you really say about this guy? Uh, fourth game, four 100-yard rushing performances. Um, you know, something we haven't seen to to start a, a, as a Hokie career ever, and to uh, you know, have that many consecutive games we haven't seen that since David Wilson. So that's that's telling you that, that what we're seeing here is something we haven't seen in a decade. So this is this is a pretty special run we're looking at here. Um, yeah, you know, I really like what he is doing with his vision, man it's, uh, you know, setting up blocks, waiting for defenders to kind of commit to a fit and then kind of jumping outside or, you know, taking another angle. I mean, he does so many good things to help his offensive line. And, you know, once they get engaged, he is so quick at putting a foot in the dirt and just kind of getting through um, whatever alley is there. And, I'm just, I'm so impressed by what he does. He doesn't really ever have negative carries. I mean, we had a couple tonight where, you know, there was some penetration and then one where he tried to probably do a little too much, but there's so few and far between. I mean, there's really no criticism that you can throw at this guy at this point. Um, He's, he's really out there tearing it up.
0: He is absolutely tearing it up, Brian. And I mean, again, you know, through four games, just rushing, I'm not even going to do the all purpose. He has 593 yards. That's right at 150 a game, and it's he's not getting 25, 30 carries. He's getting somewhere between 15 and 20. Yeah. So he's making the most of it, which I know some people say, "Well, how are you ever going to sell? How are you going to sell a running back if he's not getting 25 or 30 carries a game? Well, if he's averaging 10 yards a carry, why wouldn't you want to come here, save your body, and you know stay away from it? Yeah. But Brian. As great a night as he he had, he was not the leading rusher tonight. The captain, once again, Hinton Hooker leads the team with 164 yards rushing on 18 carries, three touchdowns. He has a long of 31. I mean, those legs with big runs, those legs escaping the pocket tonight, those legs keeping plays alive. I mean, my favorite play of the night with them was essentially – Blackshear running an ISO, a quarterback ISO up the middle for a touchdown. That yeah, Blackshear just got up there, sealed that guy. And I think on that play, somebody else do something good on it. Oh,
1: Brock, Brock got right up in the uh, linebacker's face and just drove him out <laughs> of the play. <laughs>
0: yes, nasty offensive line, man. Um, so what did you see? Was it? Was it? I know it wasn't all scrambles, right? Because that, no. that ISO was a design. So was it just? Good mix? I'd, I'd call it a
1: pretty perfect mix. I'm going to give uh, Brad Cornelson a little shout-out here. Uh, <laughs> Brad drew up some great things with Hendon Hooker, and Hendon Hooker went out there and executed them about as well as you can do, especially in the run game, man. Um, huge day rushing. He had plays designed for him. He had things out of the zone read where he made some really good reads in the zone read tonight, and was able to get out in space. And I tell you, the one thing I like when he gets in space is that he's got that speed, but he's shifty, too. He made, yep. he made a bunch of guys miss out in the open field. He threw, uh, threw some spin move on that last touchdown, and then, you know, he's it's underrated. He has really good power when he finishes a run. I mean, it's not Quincy Patterson power, you know, where he's just... Driving through guys, but once a guy gets his hands on him, he's going to pull him about two or three yards before he finishes off. So he did so good. I mean, he he had a couple scrambles out there, but most of it was in the zone read and, and some of the design quarterback keepers.
0: It's really funny. My mom's in town this weekend visiting us, and when Hendon made the move, she's like, "That was a nice spin." My mom, who she watches football games but doesn't understand, you know. Clearly at all, but it was like my mom recognized the spin move for the touchdown. It was great to hear that. Now we mentioned Blackshear in the past game; they were getting him involved there. But you know, again, he he has he has that touchdown run. He gets 28 that 28 yard touchdown run. But it's looking like a little bit more. He's he's on the field a little more. They're trying to incorporate him more. Um, and I, I feel like in in four games to be three and one to him to only have the numbers of, you know, roughly, you know, about 185 yards, you know, all purpose, we got a lot more that we can unlock, can't we? With Yeah. And I, yeah I, I'll say this. I'm of two minds
1: with what they're trying to do right now. Um, I think that in terms of our game plan right now, we definitely need to get him more in the open field. Um, we saw on the touchdown, it was actually – something that probably could have easily went for kind of a three or four yard gain, but he breaks a tackle and then breaks the dude's ankles and on the same move. And all of a sudden he's in space. And once he's in space, he is deadly, man. And what we need to do is get him the ball in space more. Um, but kind of what I'm thinking they're trying to do with this. I mean, they're, they're pretty much using him as a, as kind of a spell change of pace back for Herbert right now. I mean, I'm wondering if they're grooming him for more carries next year. Maybe um, with some of this, but I'd, I'd like to see him just used as a as an offensive weapon right now, you know, versus how we've kind of been using him so far. But again, a big touchdown tonight, and uh, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, that's very little to complain about.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like we have a weapon that we haven't really used. We're three and one. We're scoring points. We're we're almost scoring at will now. Um. I, we, we, we got 40 tonight, and we left points on the field. We left a lot of points on the field. We left, what, well, we kicked two field goals, right?
1: Kicked two, two field th- goals. We we uh, we missed one. We, um, we uh, they had, had a couple penalties that either pushed us out of field goal range or took away a big gain. I mean, he, there, there was points left on the field. We could have easily got 50 on these guys tonight if we'd have played the way we should have. And, again, that's still no, not discounting the effort. I mean, the offense played damn good
0: tonight. It really did. And you, you talk about that, um, and, and that's the scary part when you know that this could have easily have been, say what you will, this could have been probably a 50-burger yeah. And we And we, we – we, we, you know, we did some things on defense, which we're going to hit in a second here. But let me hit one last thing because I know this is close to your heart, Brian. And I will say it before you get a little deeper into it. This offensive line group, even with some players out, we're nasty and we're deep. Yep. And, uh, you know,
1: I've been we've been talking about him a little bit in a couple of plays, but uh, Christian Darisaw had a uh, fuck you, pay me game. Um <laughs> He showed out tonight. I mean, it, it popped off the film. I mean, even people that are novices watching offensive line play could see what he was doing tonight.
0: Yep, he absolutely was. Like I said, I mentioned on that combo how he helped, got upfield and cleared the way. And there were some other plays, too, where you just he, – he like you said, he's, he's making himself some money right now. Yep. And he got mentioned last week in PFF, and I think they he is now in the top fifty. Of their draft board, which, he's, he's jumping up the board
1: probably faster, definitely he, faster than any underclassman uh, tackle.
0: Absolutely, and, and and for him, I would say it sucks that he would leave, but you know what, big guy go, because you can play, you understand the game. They talk about how he doesn't have doesn't have some lateral quickness, but he understands angles, which yep. can, can get you a lot of money because as you get older, the elite tackles lose that and if they don't understand angle, angles you've seen it Brian you've seen guys who were good for seven or eight years and then they lose that thing and they don't understand the angles and they're out of the league yep, he understands understand. angles which tells me he could last a long time in the NFL um what about the guy at the center we put him as our number two
1: yes sir and he's uh player. he's still he's still earning the uh that, that dirty moniker we're going we're gonna bring it back man I love it. He's he's just he's in there in the trenches doing all the dirty work. You see him working every every game, man. Um, getting a couple key blocks on some of the big runs. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really liked what he did um, on that Hendon uh, Hooker ISO touchdown uh, in the red zone. Just completely took his guy out of the play and made Hooker's job really easy finding the hole, finding the alley, and getting in the end zone untouched. So yeah. love what he's doing. Um, you know, he's a guy that. You know, might not be getting the uh, the big accolades like Darisol, but he's he's definitely you know working his way you know towards something bigger as well. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be someone to watch. I don't know if he'll be ultimately drafted uh, in in some of the higher rounds like we may see uh, Darisol, but I think he's definitely a guy that's going to you know, be on an NFL roster at some point.
0: Absolutely, and tonight, you know, only giving up a one sack. Um, He made some good calls there a couple times. There were a few times where the pressure was there, but it wasn't all night. So the majority of times, he made the right calls to put everybody in position to pick up. And and a couple times,
1: you know, when when Hennie was getting pressure, it was almost by design because it was on some of those throwbacks or on some of those screens where the linemen were where they needed to be. Just where the ball was going was either taken away too quick or... The, their perfect call was made where the rush just got there too fast. Yeah. So, you know, you couldn't set it up the way you wanted it to. So, um, you know, I really like that uh, that offensive line. And let me give another shout-out to uh, Lester Smith. Absolutely. You know, he's not jumping off like Brock and CDR, but, I mean, he is steady Eddie, dude, doing things inside. A um, couple big seals tonight, getting good uh, good zone blocks to, to free both uh, – Blackshear and Herbert on a couple plays, so really like what he's doing. Did some good jobs when uh, Hooker was getting outside the pocket and making some plays in the run game as well and on the on the zone read. So, you know, he's been, like I said, steady Eddie, j-
0: just doing his job and having
1: fun doing it, looks like.
0: <laughs> he's also – I'm guessing that he is yakking a little bit more because the night he had the defensive tackle throw a punch at him and got hey. us hit- Yard because he's just sitting there holding him, and you can kind of see his head move a little bit. And all of a sudden, wow! And all of a sudden, he just kind of looks at the guy, hey, he hit me, and they're like, yellow flag. So
1: he's frustrating those guys, man. He's working through the whistle. I mean, it's everything you like to see in a guard.
0: Frustrating those guys, and you talk, they've been talking about Brock is getting that, you know, Darisol's kind of that lead by example, Brock's the the outspoken leader. They're all getting that little nasty chip. Yep. I think Fox brought that to this entire line. Um, you know, we didn't mention the young guys, Nestor and Hudson, on the right side tonight. I just remember they're sophomores; they can't leave yet. So not- <laughs> um, and they're
1: out there doing doing some good things, man. Just you know, the the other guys, both center and all the guys on the left, um, you know, really stood out on tape tonight. So I wanted to highlight them.
0: Oh yeah, but when you when you see a game with one sack and Brian. Give the give the yard an average per rush the half a half a nine. Let's see, we have, what
1: three hundred fifty yards,
0: eight and a half yards per eight and a half, and a half yards per carry. <laughs> I mean, what one more can you say? And this is the, we we highlighted just a couple days ago, guys, about this defense that you know all overall. This defense only giving up a hundred and thirty five rushing yards a game. I look
1: back, man. And I, let's let's talk about something real quick. Let's reminisce. Remember, kind of when we were doing our season preview episodes, and we we're like, you know, it, it'd be nice if we got our uh, yards per carry up around six. Yep. after What we've been doing the last couple of years, if we got it up around six,
0: six would be great. That'd be awesome. <laughs> and what hold on, wait a second. Let me just pull it up. Cause now you, you make me wonder this is on the fly stuff right here. Cause now you're making me kinda wonder what are we averaging as a team? Um let me pull it up. Hold on. I am going to effort this because I'm really interested to see. <laughs> Let's see, we're in the ball forty one times tonight, right? Yep. Live podcasting after midnight. Letting it all hang out, in the words of Eric Clapton. Okay, so let's see here. We had how many yards tonight? 350, Brian?
1: 350 on 41 carries.
0: All right, plus 350. So through four games, we have rushed for 1,248 yards on 180 carries. That equals almost seven yards a carry. Okay. We're a full yard of where we want to be. We're a
1: full yard ahead of what we considered the best case scenario coming into the
0: season. And we have played some, I wouldn't say, we had not played the elite defense, but we haven't played the terrible defense. Like, no. I, like, I think on the horizon, there's a couple teams that we could really do damage to even more than we have already. So again, guys, feeling good about the offense, just in every facet with, you know, hooker back at quarterback one here. You know, it's one of those things. Uh, we 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 don't know everything that was made into the decision of last week. People can you know we can question and criticize the coaching staff, but you hear that story from Hendon. You know, only what about three four weeks ago he yeah. was laying in a hospital bed. Yeah, thought he might not play again. Thought he might not play again, and you know you know criticize Corn, criticize Fu, and say they should have started, started him. Should have started him. Let me ask this. If that's your kid and he goes through that and a coach was just like, Let's, he's got to go play, he's got to get him out there, would you feel that your son's best interest in that coach's heart? Probably. No, no.
1: You know, I, I think everyone appreciates, especially knowing what they know now, of where Coach Fuente was coming from, even if you still disagree ultimately with the decision that was made. That's fair. You know, you can feel how you want to about the decision, but I think you can at least appreciate it.
0: Let's move on to the defense who had some ups and downs tonight. But, Brian, not one, not two, not three, not four. Defense causes five turnovers tonight, three forced fumbles, two interceptions. I mean – Beamer ball? Beamer
1: ball? <laughs> you know what, man? Um, what? A, you know, let, let's do this. We'll, we'll do kind of the good and the bad of the night because I think yeah. that okay. that's 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 the best way we're gonna we're gonna kind of look at what happened tonight because there were some bad, but when you okay. say five turnovers, there wasn't there wasn't too much bad. So, no. um, what I really liked the most is how opportunistic we were taking advantage of Boston College every time they made mistakes, man. Just oh, yeah. either, whether it's ball hawking, whether it's punching balls out, you know, we didn't let them get away with a whole lot tonight. And I like that. That That's kind of the typical
0: Hokies defense that we're used to. It is. It's, it's like Ham and Tap got in there and just said, listen, when you have the opportunity, especially those punches tonight, man. When they were sitting there and they're trying to grind, you saw them coming. Jamari on that one inside the 20-yard uh, line, he came in and it just looked like he was about to knock him out. Uppercuts it, falls out. Yep. on the, when they were getting close to the end zone. Um, and 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 I think that makes us feel better about him. It's like let's teach these things. Um, the interception. First of all, if Jared Hewitt doesn't tip that ball. He, Brian Murray got his one later. Yep. But if Hewitt doesn't tip that ball, Brian Murray houses that, <laughs> that tip ball. He, he jumped that route like a motherfucker. <laughs> like he immediately, because you see him, the freaking receiver falls down and essentially trips Brian up because he's coming. Yep. He's coming. And you know, it, it sort of stinks for you know for him. He gets the one later. Yep. He ball. sure does. Um. Off of, the, um, off of the Divine Diablo play, man, which we're going to get to Divine a little later, so let me hold tight on that. But, Brian, we talked about two guys um, that really could hurt this team tonight. Yep. And we maintainly kept them under control. Zay Flowers, seven receptions for 57 yards. I mean, he was averaging close to 20 a carry. Tonight, right at eight. Uh, what did you see? You know, what did we do to him?
1: Uh, the big thing is we didn't let him get deep on us, man. And we did it a bunch of different ways. We we mixed up coverages. Um, sometimes we handed him off. Sometimes we almost played man on him. Sometimes we just had uh, you know, straight-up cover three. And they they weren't able to get behind our defense to make those big plays. And we were able to, when he did get the ball, even when when he was in space, we we got him down. Even if he got the first down, we didn't let that turn into a big play. And I think that's the big thing to take away is that he wasn't getting chunk plays against us tonight. He was getting underneath routes. And if we, if you can make Zay Flowers run underneath all night, you'll take that.
0: Yes, we will take that all night. Now, Ben Brian, their primary um, underneath guy. I mean, he had an okay night. I mean, Long scored a touchdown. You know. Uh, which which a hell of a play by him, him stretching out there like that. But then you kind of look at his overall statistics tonight, and they were okay. I mean, four receptions, 53 yards, but we kept him under his normal reception total. We kept him well under his receiving yards total. I mean, you know, it it definitely helped having a full secondary tonight, and a linebacker core that I know you're gonna get into a little while, but having everybody back for certain situations.
1: Yeah, I mean the big thing we did with Hunter Long is that, you know, we didn't let you know, the only the only time we really let him take a good play and turn it into a great play with that one touchdown. He broke a tackle, stretched out late. I mean it it was a it was a damn good play and we could have stopped it at least from being a touchdown. So Kudos to him on that play, but his only other big play was on a scramble drill where he ran towards the sideline and caught it right on the edge there. That was his only other big chunk play the night. The rest of it was just, you know, a couple stick movers and you know, a couple you know routes that got him you know eight or eight or nine yards. But you know, he really was held in check, and I think we did a good job of um, either you know running one guy at him and letting him just follow him, or we did a good job shadowing him in in zone coverage, and we really kind of took away the things he likes to do and. Um, let's talk a little bit about the linebacking core since we're here, man.
0: Yeah, let, well, let's first of all say this. Rush defense, which we know that's the whole team, but last week the linebacking core got just absolutely obliterated. Tonight, rush defense holds to 90 yards. Yes, BC does double their yards per carry at 1.8 to 3.6, but still it's three and a half yards to carry, we will take that every week if possible.
1: Under 100 yards, under four yards of carry. After last week, that's a win.
0: That is a big win. But what did you see the linebacker core do this week, Brian?
1: Yeah, I mean, they weren't playing as timid. They were playing more downhill. Um,
0: like you mentioned.
1: I saw them look a little – like they, they, they weren't out of position as much. And, and I like I liked that because that was the thing that bothered me the most, I think. But to, other than being timid in the last game, was kind of just how out of position they were on a lot of situations there. And it looked like they were playing a little bit more within their game, not trying to do too much. I'm going to give actually a specific shout out to Dax Hollyfield, who I raked over the Coles last week pretty badly. He stepped up this game, he didn't have a great game. I mean, I. I you know, he's not going to get Defensive Player of the Week or anything like that, but very solid both in coverage, stopping the run, decision-making, and his tackling improved as well. So I'm going to give him a personal shout-out here. Um, but Tisdale and Rook looked well, look uh, much better this week as well, played more aggressive, and especially in the second half, uh, you know Rook looked more like the, the Rook we're
0: used to. Absolutely, um, he did. He did. And there was one he put a pop. On Jerkovich tonight. I mean, like, Jerkovich. He didn't do it the same after that. He didn't. No, he really didn't. Um, he, he was getting rid of the ball quicker than he was ready to. A little bit quicker. Like, I don't want to take another one of those. Um, Let's do a quick shout outs. We hit them up already, but Brian Murray, Jamari Connor, Strong, who. Brian, wasn't he supposed to be part of the no good, horrible, very bad 2020 class and that nobody should ever play and they should have never went anywhere? Him and Keontae Jenkins both, man. Yes, yeah. hey. Yeah, um, you know, uh, Devin Taylor gets a pick where it looked like – I think me and you were talking about it, and I think Devin Taylor played some safety tonight because on that pick, me and you were talking – we were looking at where J.R. Walker was last week during that quarter route. He was in that similar spot. So, again, his build 6'1", 205, a little undersized, but definitely has the capability to definitely. play that position. And he read that ball perfect. With he
1: saw tip. what was happening, you know, drove on it, made the play, man. It was just – it was a good read. And that was a ball that I think there was a little bit of miscommunication between Hunter Long and Jerkovic there. Um, I, and I think, you know, that was just something that he took advantage of. And he, he has really good ball skills. He uh, definitely goes after the ball. So I like what he did, and I like the way we're able to kind of – make that safety position a little bit stronger than it's been the last uh, last couple of weeks. So, good to see him out there making some plays from that position.
0: Yeah, finding him, getting himself on the field, getting himself to be looked at. I mean, the best part kind of about Singletary is um, I don't know where his draft stock is, but if his draft stock isn't there, he has the opportunity to come back next year, which helps with depth all over the uh, field. Um, let's, let's do this. Um, Only one sack tonight. That was Amari Barno, kind of a a game tackle sack. But what did you see with the defensive line? Because it looked a lot better. It looked like they were getting pressure. They were making Djokovic so early. Yeah, so the thing that they did the best was pass
1: rush lanes and and pressing and squeezing the pocket. So they did a good job of not really giving Djokovic anywhere for him to kind of squeeze through lanes, step up in the pocket, get outside the pocket. He had a couple times where he got outside, was able to make some throws towards the sideline. But overall, throughout the night, we did a good job of staying in those pass rush lanes. And the defensive tackles for, you know, maybe taking still a step back in the rush game, did a good job in the rushing the passer, um, kind of pressing the pocket back where Dracovic couldn't step up and either, you know, feel comfortable like throwing it down the field or stepping up and really taking off to get a, you know, a few yards on a broken down play. So, you know, kudos to those guys. Um, Much improved game from last week. I know they had more opportunities with more of a a drop back game versus, you know, the RPO that we saw with UNC, but they took advantage of it and looked more like the, the defensive line we saw in the first two games than what we saw last week.
0: Yeah, and even, Brian, you mentioned about the defensive tackles. It looked like, and and, and you probably could go later this week and look a little bit deeper into it, something happened after halftime too with the defensive tackles. You did not see the lanes as big, and I don't know if it was what, you know, essentially if it was different combinations of players or if it was different techniques they were taking care of. But am I going crazy? Did did you not see that too? It looked like there was something different there, even though, yeah, we had a 10-point lead, but it was quickly down to three and then back up to 10.
1: Yeah. It it definitely looked different. I'd have to go back and look at the tape more to tell you definitely what kind of changed. Um, But you definitely saw them playing with, you know, we said it with the linebackers, with more aggression. They looked like they were just attacking more and not thinking as much. And sometimes, you know, Thinking's great, but it's not great when you're you know, playing a, a quick-react game like football. Sometimes you just got to get your read, make your decision, and go.
0: Absolutely. All right, last part of the good tonight. He was our number one on our pivotal players. <laughs> Buddy, that heavenly deadly made such a difference tonight, man. What did you see – just overall because it, you just felt his presence there. It was just different, you know, it seems like a couple times earlier we might have been lost, but, it, like, he got them straightened, especially in that secondary as the game wore on.
1: He was definitely on them with tackling, and, you know, he was reminding people, hey, just because we're there, we still got to make the play, we got to make the tackle. He, so he, the leadership was there. But the play was there as well. I mean, whether it was in the running game, you know, coming up, getting some really good fits, um, bringing the players down, he wasn't missing any tackles. And um, in the uh, in the past game, man, you know, he's playing a good job when he was when he had deep responsibility, making sure that Zay Flowers didn't uh, break off those big ones. But he also when he was coming up, um, you know, kind of in the uh, in the shallower part of the zone there, we saw him make that play that led to the, uh, the Murray interception. He was the guy that got in there, got his hand on the ball, kind of knocked it up, and you know Murray was able to clean it up, get the pick, and kind of get a good run back there. So the Di- Diablo, we missed him these last two games, and it showed up tonight. And it showed up especially in the second half when his leadership really kind of took over, and you know he was able to both get the guys where they needed to be but also make plays himself with his physical abilities.
0: Absolutely. All right, well, you know, since it's been such a good night, we've been talking about a lot of good things. Um, let's let's hit a few things. Defense came a lot up this week. Still some things there that we need to see improvement on because we yep. do have some tough competition down the road. Um, the first one, Brian, and I texted you numerous times, we can't get off the bleeping field on third and fourth down at yep. one point. Now, they ended, I believe, tonight on third and fourth down. I had it written down, and now I have deleted it, unfortunately. 11 of 18, right? There you go. You wrote it down. Thank you. 11 of 18. (laughs) But at a point in time, in the early part of the third quarter, they were 7 of 10. And they were driving. We were forcing turnovers, yes. But, you know, Brian, me and you kind of talk about it in the past. Getting the turnovers is good, but if a team continuously drives on you, you can't get a turnover every time normally. Yep. Um, Definitely got
1: to get better. I mean, you know, there's going to be offenses that we play down the road. Um, probably not, you know, the next two or three. But, you know, once we get, get into the Miamis and even the Pittsburghs um, and then obviously Clemson, uh, th- there's going to be opportunities where we're going to play an offense that is not going to just give us the ball like, happen, like what happened tonight. So got to be better on third downs, getting off the field, getting the ball back into that offense's hands. Got to be better on key downs in general. Um, You know, sometimes we get them behind the sticks, and then we just very next down, you know, they get all the yardage that they just lost and then some back. Like, (laughs) let's go ahead and keep them down while they're down, man. We got to we got to do a lot better job at that.
0: Exactly. Um, The fourth and seven tonight, where I think they ended up scoring, that one was that one was kind of that just made you angry because it's just like. They're in no man's land, and it's not fourth and one or two or even three. It's it's fourth and seven, and we give up the big play. Yep. And and to me, that can really screw up a team's mentality. It's like Jesus, we just can you not know, freaking feel right now. Um, now, let me ask this: something you saw on the back end, you noted. Um, I think I might have noted it too, but I think we were since we were using leverage better, we were attacking a little better, it didn't upset me as much. But you talked about that they weren't attacking some of the underneath routes and stuff, which I think gets you because I think you you see things like that from an offensive perspective saying, well, if you're not attacking, we're gonna keep taking it. And again, as we do better offenses with players that can't attack them over the field. It's not gonna. It's not gonna end well.
1: Yeah, and I, and I made a note of that. They did better with that in the second half, but in the first half, some of the underneath stuff they weren't coming up as quick as they. It's like they were so worried about not letting them get behind, and they just weren't attacking even once the guy had the ball in front of them. Um, on the first touchdown, you know, it was just a shallow dig kind of underneath the linebackers and. Kind of ran past all three of them into the alley and got the
0: touchdown. I mean that shouldn't happen. No, you, you 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 texted me real quick that we lost leverage on that. Like you were like Rook lost leverage, like Rook, because it was the wall. And if Rook just instead of I don't know what he took like this weird step where if you would have just made him turn back in, he's gonna have to go into three guys to get a touchdown. Yep. He likely isn't. Um, but it, maybe it's the. These guys having to learn – again, we saw more zone concepts. Did we play some man night a couple times? Yes, but we're seeing more zone concepts where I think if we played man all night, I think we probably would have – I think there would have been 14 more points on the board. I think Djurkovic has that sort of arm and with Flowers and with Long and some of the other guys. It's like that. But what gets irritating is the second and six, and it's a little underneath route, and they get eight, and you're like – why? Yeah, we got to stop that. We got to stop that. Um, tackling better than last week, but there were some times. Armani Chapman, when I hit you on, I love Armani, dude. Just help wrap the guy up and get him out of bounds. Yep. <laughs>
1: there's, there's no need. I mean, ultimately that, that, that play ended up coming back anyway. But you know, you're, you're already there. Just get him out of bounds, man. Get him out of bounds. Make the easy play.
0: Make yeah. And I think that's and I think what we saw the first couple weeks is they were making the easy play. It was get the guy, hold there's gonna be here people here in a tenth of a second to get him down. Yep. And it was way last week and then you saw some a lot of diving at players and stuff all week, which was not that good, which you know, at a point gets you upset. But again, as the game wore on it got better. As the game wore on, it got better. People say, well, you have a lead, you do different things. And it's like, yeah, but when you get that on tape, Ron, right, When Ham and Clays, Ron Smith and, you know, Bill Terling and Daryl Tapp get that on tape, like, this is what we need to do. If we're doing this all game, they're not driving it down the street. Yeah,
1: and, and, I mean, let's go ahead while we're kind of talking about that a little bit and – Give the coaches some shout outs, not just for a good game plan coming in, but for making really good halftime adjustments, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Because while we only gave up seven in the first half, they drove the ball a few times on us in the first half. And we were pretty stout in the second half.
0: Yep. After that and, opening touchdown drive, yep. we were we were very stout. We, we, we weren't
1: we weren't great, but we weren't as bad, and we definitely were a lot better on third down in the second half. First yeah. down, we were first half we were pretty bad on, for, on third down.
0: Yeah, after and, that, yeah, after that early portion where they got to seven ten out of ten, yep. 48 the rest of the way fifty fifty, which yep. which is good. Um, also, we forced a couple more turnovers. They were having to do some different things, and they had some three and outs. So um, definitely on that. Um, You mentioned it earlier, but I know you want to hit it one more time. Um, Defensive tackles. um, Yeah, we need to
1: see them better in the run game. I think they did a really good job um, rushing the passer tonight, especially staying in their rush lanes and pressing the pocket, but um, need to see more consistency from them in the running game. Occasionally, they were still getting moved tonight. Not anything like we saw against uh, UNC, which is good. Um, It's it's nice to see them bounce back this week, but uh, yeah, you know, I think we held them to 90. I think we probably could have stopped you know, a couple more runs. And I would have liked to see more negative rushing plays from them tonight. That would have been an indication that we were doing some good things with the defensive tackles there. They didn't have a lot of negative plays, but what they did have was they weren't able to get anything established where they felt like they could lean on their running game, which is what we wanted to do is get them out of that and kind of make them one-dimensional, and that's what they were pretty much the whole second half.
0: Yeah, it pretty much was. I mean, after that touchdown, they, they went fumble, punt, down, punt, interception. And then they had one to end the game.
1: Which- yeah, and I'll say this. They actually came with a game plan that was different than what I thought. I mean, even with in their running game, they were primarily between the tackles. Like I said, some of that inside zone, whether it was from shotgun or from ace. And they actually mixed up a lot, a lot tonight. They ran some some sweeps with the other their second team running back a lot. and They got him on the field a whole lot more than he's played in any other game I've watched this year. So, you know, they brought something new to the table that hadn't been on film, and we were still able to adjust to it. So I like that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, again, 40-14 win. We cover the spread, which hey. some people on Twitter today did not like the bear telling us because – That take us 13. Um, There was also one of the other podcasts I listened to. I texted you on yesterday morning. Like, I like so and so. This is what he said. Then he's going to cap it off with Virginia Tech could win by 20. 26. Yes, sir. 26. Um, So, yeah, uh, looking around, Ryan, if people had made. Just our matching plays today, they would have went six and two. Okay. Okay. Six and three. You know a game? You know game screwed you. Let me win this week. Which one? I trusted the Wahoos. Oh man. And they got.
1: They got. They got. Hand, they got handled. But what did I say though? I, I qualified and I said I'm going with them anyway. But I said, what did I say?
0: You did say if the Ginger Tebow wasn't – was playing that you felt – would have felt
1: a whole lot better about it, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That defense that was supposed to help them out so much, they just gave up 40 to Wake. And I'm looking at that line right now. They gave up 491 total yards. All of that was on offense. There was no special teams on offense. So. Uh, awesome. the other one's Clemson just beat the fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> that was what 56 7 and a half, 56 7 and a half. It was it was one of those I had up on one of the top screens and I had to go do something and I come back. I'm like, "Oh, well, this is getting changed." Click. Um we hit Miami pit. We t- we got it at 14. Yep. They lost by 12. Um, uh, Liberty wins again. That screwed us.
1: Hey man, what did I say though? Even without Pickett, yeah, Miami didn't run away from that.
0: Like they didn't. Uh, Miami against a decent defense, just you know, they struggle, and they should have. They should have beat them by more than that. Me and you got lucky. Um, let's take a look at these other ones: Syracuse, Liberty. Liberty wins again. Liberty now has beaten teams combined two and seventeen, I think. Okay. Um, I didn't see this game because we ended up going out in the cul-de-sac about two, meet some friends, and we stayed there to six thirty because everybody from the uh, everybody from the uh, neighborhood came out. All the kids, all the parents, we were, we were playing basketball, and then the coach that lives across the street. He was all out here playing. Tells all the families, "Hey, I'm getting everybody pizza." So he leaves, comes back, gets two pizzas for every family on the block. not <laughs> out- go, go wrong with that, man. It was awesome. It's like my wife's like, "We got to take him something, right?" Like, yeah, we should. Um, UQBA, Duke, NC State, NC State covered kind of the game we thought it was going to be. They won by nine. Yep. We, I think me and you said they'll win by a touchdown, so we were right on that one. Um. Uh, Florida State, UNC. I I mean, we get more angry because it's like if we play hooker, we probably win. If we tackle a little bit better, we probably win. But you know what? You made a point. You're glad they lost, right? Yeah. Like I said,
1: for long-term prognosis here, anything that we can put in UNC's L column is a good thing.
0: Yep, and they still have some tough games ahead, which the way they played tonight. Um yeah. Like they came back and made that a three point game, but you know
1: As close as the Louisville game was, I wish they could have you know knocked off Notre Dame there because that would have given us a little bit of a you know, matching L hey, column there.
0: Hey, Notre Dame's gonna beat UNC. Okay. Got it. Somebody's gotta beat Notre Dame. No, they don't. You know why? Why that? Because we're going to be Clemson. Hey. Hey. Because when they come to Blacksburg December 5th, it's going to be a foot of snow on the ground. <laughs> what is this? And what our audience is going to rub their little hands together and be like, let's get dirty, baby. Um, Last one, which was the out-of-conference, Bama, Uh, Nick Saban finds the sidelines after three negative tests, which
1: I I don't care that he did it. I care that he got a different rule than another coach. At least that's the appearance
0: that it is. That's the appearance it is, but it's um, also, that's also the SEC's thing. That if you get a If you get a positive and then get three consecutive um, negatives, they consider it a false positive. The ACC doesn't do that, um, and things like that. So. What helps that they're they're using the rapid test? If we could just get on that
1: board, that would help us a lot, I think.
0: um, Which I don't get. I really do not get. I mean, ACC, open up your wallet, pay for these tests, get it done. No, no, we just want Clemson and Notre Dame. You got yeah. like
1: two. You got two of the best medical universities in the fucking country.
0: <laughs> like do, do something, Pope, Pope, Pope. Do something. <laughs> Test faster. Nah, because they're 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 happy with what they're getting right now. They know who essentially they know who they want.
1: Yeah, it is what it is. Maybe I'm. We- um, let's rock the boat a little bit. How about that? Okay. Let's rock
0: the boat a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else surprise you from, I know you were driving most of the day
1: and I was driving, I was, uh, doing a little this, a little that, but I was checking in pretty regular. And, um, you know, there was, there were some interesting things out there. Like I said, I think the, you know, some of the later action, um, shot me more and then UVA just kind of laying over in the second half.
0: <laughs> it's very true. Um, funniest thing I got today was my cousin who's a South Carolina grad. I mean, I'm watching some of that game. and It's like, what are they oh, doing? They are they – are, no, no, I'm sitting here. I'm like, they are throwing some atrocious right. flags on South Carolina. And he texted me three or four things. His buddies tweeting. And it seemed like after that point there were no more flags thrown against South Carolina. And they came back and scored like, you know, 17 unanswered to beat Auburn. Again, the SEC protects their prize teams in yep. some way, shape, or form. And this there was, is there was there was a
1: coach Yost out there that says, "I'll huh? bring y'all down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring y'all down. I'll go to the papers, and all of a sudden the flag stops."
0: Oh yeah, there you go. Here's what I say. This is what happens when y'all get us after midnight. Now it's after one a.m. in the morning. I've had a couple beverages tonight. I'm sure Brian has. Um, I also woke up early, but when mom in town I literally walked the little one downstairs. Hey, go see your grandma. Mom going back upstairs to sleep for a little while. <laughs> there you go. Got an extra hour of sleep today. Felt good. Felt great. We got anything else to hit, Brian? Anything else that popped out? Um I know there's one thing you don't want to talk about, so I'm not gonna bring it up. Um <laughs> Run. To
1: uh, Roll to tomorrow.
0: Tomorrow. All right. Well, if there is nothing else, big man, that is going to wrap up this episode of the Boundary Corner podcast. My name is Curtis Wilson. I'm Brian Siegler. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe for the podcast on your favorite source, including Spotify, Amazon, and Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review. Thursday, I'll say it again. Give us your feedback. We want to hear it out there. As always, we let our buddy Jason Long play us out. There are no hard lessons this week, Brian, from sure. here, because this is a hokey win. Catch Jason on Spotify and Apple Music. We thank you for listening, and always, let's go Hokies. Okay.